You're listening to Cams Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. Hello and welcome back to episode 7 of the Comes Talk podcast. Um, in this second part of episode 7, where we are looking at how the Bedford Borough Early Help Team support young people that are not in education, employment and training. We're just about to rejoin the conversation where Georgia, one of the service users, describes her experience of the service. So, let's listen to Georgia. So, Georgia... Can you tell us a little bit more in depth about the support that you've had and the impact that that's had on you? The support that that you found most helpful? The most helpful was Dawn's because I messed up the whole of school with my behaviour and things that affected me from outside of school. Um, So then when I went greys, everything kind of went bad again because of the people I was socialising with and the things I got into. Um, and then another woman like would come and talk to me but she wasn't really like it was kind of like she'd come there got a paycheck left but then I remember I think Dawn and Chris come to see me one day not this Chris a different Chris and then I was thinking oh this someone I might actually care and then since then she hasn't left and she's always doing me I think when I'm not doing anything she's always calling me <laughs> and she's always sorting things out for me so she's always on the ball when she makes me do everything I need to do so if she wasn't here, I wouldn't. The qualification I might be starting in January, I wouldn't even know that existed. Half the jobs I've had or apprenticeships, I wouldn't have even been able to get without her. So she has helped me the most, changed everything around. How long have you known Dawn for, Georgia? Uh, is it a year or a bit more? I think so. Yeah, about a year. About a year. Yeah. Sounds like she's had a, a huge impact on your life. And you mentioned something about people caring. Then that. You know, that connection so important, isn't it? Yeah, it is 100% because a lot of young people, when, like for me, I've got a single parent, I don't see where most family are all in prison, um, they all live elsewhere, no, no one lives in Bedford, so it's kind of like signing me and my mum, like there's nobody else around, like I didn't really have any like really good friends or like anything like that, so when she come along, she was kind of like, more like like a good auntie or like a second mum and she kind of like because my mum didn't have time to do like anything for me like she was either working or she's doing this or this and this so Dawn was kind of there to help me actually sit down and figure out what I want to do and show me ways I can do it or things like that yeah fantastic so what's this um qualification that you're hoping to start in January um it's level two it's like a youth qualification okay so hopefully that happens yeah Georgia wants to get into youth work and be able to give back um and she spoke a lot about the support that young people need and and like you just said Nikki about the relationship that you have with young people Mm. and and Georgia's had a lot of experience of working with various professionals and I think she's got a really good understanding of what young people today in 2019 still um need from professionals mm. and you know meeting them where they're at and trying to you know engage on a level that they can respond to um yeah and at, when she said you know I really want to do this I want to get into this I want to get into that I felt really excited because mm. I feel like Georgia's got so much to offer there's so much experience there that and I just think as she grows and as she has grown so much mm. over the last year um 
she's going to be fantastic and there's going to be lots of young people in the future that will benefit from her support so yeah I was quite excited to help her figure that out the qualification that um, Georgia mentioned is uh, something that Bedford Borough are going to be supporting okay. um, it's a, a free qualification that we're going to be being delivered the details are still being worked out at the moment um, and it's for a, a select number of places so it's not an open ended offer but um it's something that I've spoken about with management and they've met with Georgia and feel that actually, yeah, she'd be a really good candidate. We're also looking at some volunteering opportunities to support at a local youth group in Kempston. Um, so Georgia's going to be getting involved with that as well or to sort of add to the experience so that when those job opportunities come along, she can say, yep, I've been doing this for the last six months. Brilliant. And do you know what? There's something really powerful about having that lived experience and then being able to use that and help to mould future young people um, because they're going to know as soon as you start talking about your own experiences, they're going to know that you're not just somebody that's learned that out of a textbook or been to uni and studied it. You've actually lived that and that's massively powerful, massively powerful what um i don't know i was gonna say what what could have changed what what helped what what would have helped you earlier or what do you wish had been in place for you earlier um well like right from the start yeah my life wasn't so good like we, we lived in a woman's refuge we had to move towns um my dad went to prison for doing very nasty things didn't have any family so from like that point it kind of messed everything up so like even back in year four um when my mum would work night shifts at work I wouldn't want her to leave and I'd have issues then because I thought like my dad would be back or something like that so right from the start it was bad um but it was probably been more like more support like for my mum because we've had social workers in and out my whole life um they, they've never done anything properly so if I, I think my mum had more support she'd be able to handle more things by herself but because she was so busy about going to work and getting the money and actually putting food on the table keeping yeah. the roof of her head there wasn't enough time to actually support like us as her children so I think if more support were given to families I think that would help um, massively okay I'm, I'm just curious uh, Georgia because uh, Dawn's the only professional you you kind of named by name um, when you describe kind of uh, your circumstances and and the journey you've been on, um, you name other other places in terms of the institution. So you talk about grades, you talk about cams, you talk about kind of the the bigger thing. But is it is it relationships? Is it having somebody who's going to be consistently with you for a long period of time? So you've been Dawn's been working with you pretty consistently for a year. Is that the longest you've had somebody kind of work with you directly for? Um, directly, yeah. I've like there's been social workers, teachers, but they all either give up or they get like dismissed. Like they're not like seen as they're needed anymore. Um, so I think Dawn's the longest person. There was another person, um, Gray's, um, one of my um, teaching assistants, um, and he still helps me to this day, and he'll still come around, see me, and um, keep me in check, and we'll, we'll go out and do things. But um, other than that, just Dawn. Okay. But I think relationships are really important with them, and it's just building them up and actually getting to know the person because either gel with somebody or you don't you can't force things so mm. there was another person on Dawn's team I did not get along with her at all and I couldn't stand the woman but then Dawn come along and I get along with her completely fine so I think it's just building the right relationships and seeing who you get along with yeah yeah and it sounds it sounds like you're um you know you're relatable I think if you if you can if you as I say it's personalities a lot of it's personalities but if if you can if you can find something that you can relate to yeah um absolutely I saw a 
I saw a strength in Georgia. I think from from everything that she's been through to being able to still sit there with another professional in her home trying to offer help. Um, there's a real resilience there to mm. okay. And, and actually then opening up. And I've, I felt really privileged that she allowed me to do that. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I, I was a young person once, way back when. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I went through some challenges myself. And I think when I do the job I do, I, I think back to when I was a young person, 16 years old, experiencing those difficulties myself, what would have helped me? It wasn't my careers advisor telling me, what do you mean you want to be an actress? What do you really want to do? Mm. It would have been somebody sitting there with me saying, wow, that's amazing. Okay, right, aim high. How can we How yeah. can we make that happen? What's the steps? Where's the journey? So I use my, my careers qualification that I've got. I use my mental health qualification that I've got and all the other training that I've done to just try and create a holistic approach to supporting the young person as an individual and with their unique talents and skills helping them to recognize their inner strengths and their capabilities and I I want people to I'm a bit of a Disney princess (laughs) and there's a bit of a laughing stock I've got a Disney lanyard on now but I did notice that it gets pointed out a lot Um, (laughs) but I try to I'm like that positive whirlwind yeah. that kind of comes yeah. in and goes, and that's not always a and you're and but. and you're persistent and you're not yep. giving up. But it Her- sounds like to me, <laughs> to me, it just sounds like you knew Georgia that Dawn believed in you. She had faith in you. Would you say it's true? Yeah. Well, like the first couple of times before, this woman was like loopy and. <laughs> But then she kept coming. She's honest. Yeah. Then she kept coming and coming and coming. I was like, oh, she's not too bad, actually. And yeah, but now she did 100%. So it seems as a theme of bizarre, persistent harassment. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like is the key here, which is be a bit wacky and keep coming back and don't take no for an answer. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think young people that I've worked with have, they're expecting you to go. well you're here because it's your job to be here and actually i i'm here because i want to be here you know i I travel an hour every day there and back but i come because i love working with young people and i and i love helping them to you know reach potential and the stories that georgia and Stephen have of and seeing that growth that's that's why i come to work and i think maybe that comes across to young people there's a genuine passion there i think it clearly comes across clearly comes across to to both them and to us you know it's so it's so rare when you find somebody that you know is really passionate about their work and loves what they do and I think that that really makes a difference to young people I think we're lucky at Bedford Borough as well that we're allowed that sort of autonomy within our roles Mm. to be creative like Chris was saying with the switch project there was no expectation on us to to do that um, but when we went to the powers that be and said, look, we've got this idea, you know, there's all these young people that have got this going on and this going on. Can't we do a project? Can we have a little bit of money, please? Um, and they thought, actually, yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds all right. Let's see how it goes. And so we did the first one and that was really, you know, really successful. And then we were allowed to do another one. 
and that was successful too and we thought oh gosh shall we push it shall we push so is is there a third one there is potential uh third one we're looking at dates um but we have to look at logistics of buildings and and things like that but yeah there is definitely the the permission is there from the powers that be so uh yeah we've got the go ahead and the green light and a slightly larger budget than when we originally Mm. had it fab so So Better food at lunchtimes, possibly. Okay. So, anyway. Stephen, <laughs> how would you sell Switch to a young person that Chris and Dawn might be convincing, trying to persuade to take part in it? So, somebody that's been there and done it and got the badge, what would you say to that young person if they were thinking, I really cannot be bothered? Um well, I was definitely in that sort of situation where I just can't be bothered. I'm a very lazy person. I still am. Um, but it's just if you actually uh, do it you'll start to open up to possibilities that they grant and that's just definitely what did it for me Uh, that's where I met uh, the person that or the spokesperson Darshan for develop um, and that's um, how I got into actual education I mean my attendance wasn't as good as it should have been but it was still i was actually doing something yeah. so you it, had that commitment yeah so what are you doing now uh i'm doing a level three uh computing course in bedford college fantastic and when will that be completed um if i pass the first year then it will go on to second year where i can choose whether to do hardware or software um so yeah it should be uh two years um fantastic are you enjoying it yeah it's going good yeah Yeah. and the attendance still a bit on the worst side but it's a work in progress work in progress exactly not bad enough for bedford college to kick you out so you're doing all right yeah (laughs) brilliant so you've you clearly would you would you put that down to the switch program that you did would you put this um newfound um enthusiasm or commitment yeah i i, I think i definitely because it's what opened me up to the world develop in the first place and then it's just develop from there uh made me want to continue like it because i did it uh or computing at develop as well um, and it's just that kind of brought me ahead and it's just yeah that's <laughs> brilliant and you're sitting here today talking about it so if somebody had said to you you'd be doing this two years ago what would you have said um, to us I probably would have just laughed because it's just not really in my nature to talk about this sort of thing because uh, most of the time I just don't really know what to say and that's why you might hear some stutters or a lot of errs. It's just I trying to get the right words because I struggle with like explaining things, um, like just in general. It's just, I have to try and make it as perfect as possible, and I don't know why. I really despise that about myself, though. But I, uh, yeah. Do you Great know what? IT though. 
yeah. like perfectionist and I you know, yeah. great variety. But do you know what? You've done a really good job of explaining it today. Yeah. I think anyone listening to this would think, do you know what? It's obviously really, really done something for Steve and, and I'm prepared to give it a try. Yeah. So what, just briefly then, what other sort of interventions um, do you offer young people and how, how do you find the young people that need your help? So within, within my role as, a, as the post-16 advisor for Bedford Borough, we get lists every, every year from the leavers of Year 11 schools and we get lists of the new um, places of education that they've gone on to. So we sort of compare and then we look at, okay, well, that person's not on a list anywhere. They're not at college. They're not on an apprenticeship. Um, and so then that generates my caseload. Right. to speak um, so I, I then take that list and I contact all of those young people and I make sure that there are it might be sometimes that we've just they've just dropped off a list somewhere and they are actually doing something but if not then I go out I generally meet with the young people and parents um, and I sit down and I do a bit of careers guidance and because some of them it's well I don't know I don't know what I want to do and I haven't picked a college course because I'm not sure mm. and I don't want to make the wrong choice and or I'm not sure what's out there so my role is to help them to come to an informed decision about the next steps um, so making sure they know about all of the things that are available in the area. Um, and then I help with transition into that next step. So I'll do um, trips to the training providers or set up trips to college and support with that. So it's, you know, they're not just, oh, well, it's that. So go on, go and do that. Off you go. Some of them are quite capable of doing that and they don't need my support with that mm. next bit. Um, so that's that's the bulk of my work is is that transition from year 11 into the next step um it might be that when i go out and meet with them that i identify that there's some mental health issues there so i'm able to offer what we call an ebe intervention which is off the back of our um qualification that we did in the charlie weller institute um ebe stands for enhanced evidence-based practice okay so that is cbt based interventions and we offer six to eight sessions around around that work so whether it be anxiety low mood um then we'll do some sessions around that i hold a caseload of around five young people for that so i've okay. got two caseloads two hats <laughs> careers side of things and uh education training and then the the mental health side of things as well um and i work as part of the the wider early help team as well the new team that's just been created the adolescent response team so we'll be holding cases around sort of harder to engage young people um and working as a sort of holistic group of professionals to offer the support to the families and young people there so that's that's the bulk of my work and is it just you doing all of that work or is there a, an, another dawn no there is it's just me just you yeah there used to be more way back when um obviously governments change and funding changes and uh, colleagues have sort of been lost along the way so mm. to speak um we do have we have some colleagues that are part employed by the borough part employed by a consortium of schools within the area to offer careers guidance within some of the upper schools there's two advisors that are in some of the bedford borough schools um and we've also there's a, a specific project that's been set up within bedford to work with pre-neets so okay those so are, those at risk of yes, those dropping are, out of yeah, school identified by the school um, mm. so that they then get that one-to-one -one intensive support over a period of time and that's going really well by all accounts at the minute. 
I mean, yeah, Dawn obviously supports specifically with uh, that cohort, but early help just generally um, has has a quite a, a, a very strong workforce who are trained in, well, one of our main interventions, I suppose, is solution-focused therapy. Um, Simon Burns and Ben Scott somehow getting to every uh, publication that we ever do <laughs> and somehow I'm ending up talking about solution focus on a podcast. And, uh, but anyway, uh, they'll be very proud of that. Um, but that's one of our main interventions um, to try and highlight uh, you know, rather than talking about the barriers, the problems, the the, the struggles, what's going well? How can we repeat yeah. that? How can we do that again and again? Um, I think that's a good enough explanation. I'll probably get some hassle for that. But um, <laughs> that's fundamentally kind of what, what it is. And I, I think we've seen quite uh, a lot of, uh, it's really changed the practice of the service um, and it's slowly feeding into all kinds of areas uh, in the borough um, to support young people and families even better uh, so so yeah dawn covers a huge amount of work very very productive in terms of supporting those uh, those neat young people but uh, as a service i think we, we we cover our cover the areas pretty well um to to cover whatever uh, that's lacking in other areas yeah, so. intensive family support We've got yeah some of our colleagues going in supporting the whole family okay um so that that comes through um our panel that we had that meets every morning and, and when as cases come in get referred and we get referrals from people like schools from the nhs from colleagues in cams um and just identifying particular needs and so it comes into panel and it gets discussed and, and it's fed into whichever team is most appropriate and we're trying to react to uh, the needs of the community um and again as uh, george is uh, here and uh, she seems to have her uh, ear to the ground and is brutally honest as i am as i found out on the way here today um <laughs> to my detriment um i'm just wondering georgia what what is it at the moment in the bigger picture type stuff uh you know rather than just talking about the focus of the conversation we've had but i'm really curious as you're here what is it what is it we need to do for young people in bedford borough right now to make things make their lives better huge question off you go um personally i think that I think more like jobs and apprenticeships need to be um, made because there's a lot of apprenticeships in like hairdressers and in business, but there's not a lot in other type of things. Like there's not none in like work I want to go into. There's no qualification in work I want to go into unless I've got a sixth form and I don't have enough GCs. So I think there needs to be like a wider range of apprenticeships that are offered. Um, more support for um, families and young people altogether because most people nowadays they'll, they'll go see somebody and like oh they're no good not good enough with their lives and it's very like just downgraded and it's not going to help anybody so I think a lot more support needs to be put in place and um, the government needs to change some rules they've got in place as well What do you think is the biggest issue facing young people at the minute? Um, gangs and the violence Do you think there is enough support in place for that sort of thing at the moment? Not at all no no what what could just if you could think of one thing that might help that you think might be within Bedford Borough's capacity to do what do you think would make a significant impact it's reaching out to them people that are involved in it like firsthand and showing there's a different way of what they're doing because they're doing it for certain reasons and that if them reasons are discovered then it will be a lot easier to get around but it's just more apprenticeship why they do things is for for money or they need protection and a lot of it like i know somebody and he got into um selling drugs and doing naughty things like this um and if he had 
the support back then that his mum needed she he wouldn't have had to do it he did it because his mum was single parent she couldn't afford nothing she was working two jobs and he had to do it to provide that and he's going to be sentenced next year and go to prison for something that he did to support his family because nobody else was there to help him so I think it needs to be people need to get involved with these individuals and sit them down figure out what they want with their life and go the extra mile to help them achieve it so they can avoid going to prison and ending up another cystic that's stuck in the system so it sounds like again go it kind of goes back to that relationship model uh, in terms of staying these young people are very very difficult to engage with in the classic form of how we normally do interventions uh you know through through the normal service routes and i think from what kind of resonates for me is is replicating kind of what dawn's been doing in terms of just being persistent meeting them where they're at building a relationship even though they keep saying you go away go away i'm not answering the door but being persistent keeping with them and eventually trying to kind of meet them where they're at is that sort of something yeah all you can do is try with um people that are involved in things like that if i don't want to help on you there's not much you can do you can't help somebody that doesn't want help but um it's definitely going the extra mile and putting yourself out there and just trying to help them and do the best you can so getting into the local communities and yeah. i think from what you we had a conversation earlier and it's about having the right people in the communities would you say people they can actually relate to so not you know that they think will understand them there's no point sending an old white man to go see someone that's selling drugs or has just stabbed somebody when you could send there's um is it called anthony yeah. um and he was in prison because i think did he he murdered someone yeah. um and he now he goes around the country um going and talking to young people and okay. trying to like share his story and help them get out of what, what they're going into if you send someone like that in it's going to do more than sending an old white Some, man in that yeah somebody yeah, that you think well you probably never ever experienced yeah. anything like that They're so people maybe with lived experience yeah. people that have you know had a bit of a journey themselves yeah okay and do we need to be is there enough for young people to do in bedford no Stephen? what do you want to do <laughs> i don't really know <laughs> what what is there to do there's nothing is there, is there youth clubs youth centres there are yeah there's Kempston obviously has a, a youth centre it's been it's been challenging over the over the years it's starting to gain momentum okay. again now um, obviously the youth service within Bedford Borough disbanded um, but that is you know we are slowly but surely trying to use our partner agencies you know the voluntary sector has been a huge partner to Bedford Borough and we're trying to build those links and create youth clubs um, sports support um, have, have have run youth clubs for us. There's a, an organisation called Groundworks, which are going to be running youth youth clubs in Bedford. So they are starting <coughs> to come on board, and there's going to be pop up cafes that are coming into the communities as well. Fantastic. So things are happening. And I know that the um, there's a lot of mindful sports activities that are. are being developed. I yeah. know that CAMS work closely with um, colleagues in Bedford Borough to run the mindful sports programmes. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, sounds sounds like we're on the move. But as long as I think the most important thing is to keep keep consulting our young people mm, and finding out what what they want. And you know, I know Bedford Borough have got a really active sort of participation yeah, and engagement team. Um, and keep listening to people like Georgia and Stephen as mm. well. I'm just suppose, again, just curious. Oh, Georgia, when you say there isn't anything for us to do. I know there's a generation gap between uh, between me and you. I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but when I was growing up, I didn't feel like there was much either. 
But was there or wasn't there? I don't know. What was what's different now to the you know what what has been taken away? Was there more youth centres, more youth workers, possibly? Um, so. But what I don't know. I'm I'm just curious. I don't know what's what sort of what would you want there to be? Big question again. But I don't really need anything anymore because I can travel elsewhere and I go and do things up, like other than Bedford. But for younger people, I don't know because a lot of kids won't go to youth centres no more and they won't do things like that. But it's just it's more they need more opportunities and things I don't know what I haven't thought yeah. of the question but if more opportunities are given to them then they've got a better way of picking a better life than the life they'll probably end up with mm. okay. okay so thank you so much for your honesty and your openness and your feedback today Georgia and Stephen thank you and thank you so much Chris and Dawn for um, coming along and bringing your amazing young people with you absolute pleasure Our pleasure thank you for having us thank you thank you thank you you've been listening to Cams Talk a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford Cams team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk, or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag CamsTalkPodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.